Tonight's episode of Nightmare University is brought to you by Fright Rags. Fright Rags has been giving you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003, offering hundreds of products for fan favorite films. They recently have unleashed an electrifying new collection for Wes Craven Shocker, featuring four brand new finger licking t-shirts and socks, all officially licensed and available exclusively at fright-rags.com. Nightmare University listeners can get 10% off when they use the code NIGHTMARE2020. Again, that's NIGHTMARE2020 for 10% off at www.fright-rags.com. Tonight's episode is also brought to you by Fangoria. Fangoria's latest movie, Porno, is now available on demand. When five teen employees at the local movie theater in a small Christian town discover a mysterious old film hidden in its basement, they unleash an alluring succubus who gives them a sex education, written in blood. See the movie some moms are calling not family-friendly at all. Porno is available on demand everywhere. And we are very excited to welcome the Boulay Brothers to the Fangoria Podcast Network. Join horror hosts, producers, writers, and drag icons for their new show, The Boulay Brothers, Creatures of the Night, on Fangoria's Podcast Network. On each episode, the Boulay Brothers welcome listeners to join them as they discuss the latest projects they're working on, share behind-the-scenes details from their hit show, The Boulay Brothers Dragula, streaming now on Netflix and much more. Subscribe now and listen everywhere you get your audio content. Welcome to Nightmare University's Office Hours. I'm your host, Dr. Rebecca McKendry. Before we get started with tonight's show, just a couple of plugs. I want to start by mentioning Penning Terror. This is a podcast hosted by David McKendry, um, where he interviews horror authors, writers, um, screenwriters, and this is currently streaming on the Nightmare University feed. It is an wonderful show, so I highly recommend checking it out if you have not already. Um, Please check out last week's episode of Regular Nightmare University, um, where we discuss time travel with Aaron Moorhead, Justin Benson, and Dave Lawson. It's a wonderful episode. Next week on Nightmare University, I'll be talking about bug horror. I'm not even sure it's a subgenre. It's just, um, I really like bugs and I really like horror movies. So therefore, I like when bugs are in horror movies and I'm really enthusiastic and excited to dive into the topic. Um, And then let me also mention the Nightmare University Patreon. Um, What we do on there is uh, I have cheat sheets that I put up for most of the episodes. And then Elric Kane, my Shockwaves co-host, and I also have a show on the Nightmare University Patreon um, called Deep Cuts, where every couple of weeks, at least two a month, we deep dive into niche horror titles. And uh, we're doing some really fun stuff this month, so definitely check that out. It's only a couple of bucks to get the cheat sheets and those bonus episodes. So for tonight's show, I wanted to talk a little bit about New York City. New York has been one of the hardest hit locales in the U.S. with COVID cases, and they're of course still struggling to overcome the effects of the virus. Every time I see the footage of New York City's battle, I'm reminded of the city's strength and my years living there and the beautiful community I found in this city while working for Fangoria. 
Fangoria was born in New York City in the late 1970s, and until the company was purchased by Texas-based Cinestate a couple of years ago, Fangoria was a New Yorker through and through. The office moved around a few times. While I was there with Fangoria, we moved from Broadway to 34th to Times Square to 9th Avenue in the heart of Hell's Kitchen. But we were always in Manhattan and always thriving off the bustling city energy. While I lived in the Big Apple, I saw the city and its residents go through a lot of big changes. I moved to the city just one year after 9-11 and it was still going through vast changes. But the biggest thing that I recall about that time was the camaraderie, the reverence that the entire populace of the island gave to the first responders and how everyone was from different walks of life and belief systems, but they all bonded together as one New York City to get through it. I saw the financial crisis of 2008. I'll never forget taking a lunch break with Dave McKendry, my husband, and walking over to get a bite to eat from one of the food carts, and then suddenly seeing lines of people walking out of the massive Bear Stearns building, all carrying cardboard boxes full of their belongings, hundreds of folks just pouring out. I saw Obama's election while I was there, when people, at least in my neighborhood of Chelsea, were actually dancing in the street and having parties at the moment of his election. But honestly, one of my favorite New York City memories does not surround a large-scale event, well, at least not a political one, or one that will later be discussed in history books. My favorite New York City event, for me personally, was the release of 28 Weeks Later in 2007. Yeah, not even 28 days later. 28 weeks later. If 28 Days Later had kickstarted a zombie trend, it was in full swing by the time this sequel rolled out in 2007. I'd been working at Fangoria Radio on Sirius XM for a couple of years at this point, and we'd gradually been seeing an uptick in zombie-laden media, which as a die-hard zombie fan, I welcomed. By this time, there had been a few zombie walks around the country. There was one at San Diego Comic-Con the prior year, and we'd heard rumors of a few others happening around the country, but they definitely were not a mass thing yet. But for the release of 28 Weeks Later, some of the horror organizations around New York City coordinated with the movie promo folks and planned a massive zombie gathering in New York City's Union Square for the night of the film's release. Everyone would gather in Union Square in full zombie guard and then, as a group, walk a few blocks north to the Regal Union Square Theater. Fangoria Radio wanted to get in on all the zombie action, so they asked if I wanted to go over to Union Square and cover the event and hand out free Fangoria merch. Better yet, they wanted me to select the best zombies from the horde and bring them back to the Sirius XM Fangoria radio studio with me to appear on air that night with Dee Snyder and Debbie Rashawn for a live interview. I was so excited. At this point, I had no idea what to expect. Would it just be a few diehard horror fans in store-bought makeup mulling about? Would they be in character? Would they be friendly? Would they be fast or slow zombies? How on earth did these zombie walks even work in a cityscape? I arrived at Union Square along with some of our other interns and assistants at about 6 p.m. We were armed with Fangoria t-shirts, drink cozies, and bottle openers. And one by one, zombies began to trickle into the mix. It was a beautiful and warm Friday evening in May, and Union Square was already very crowded. As the zombies began to arrive, they immediately all found each other, all gathering towards the south end of the square in front of what used to be there, the Virgin Megastore. 
I was shocked by the level of artistry that went into the costumes and makeup. These folks were not just wearing ripped up sweatpants and Walmart Halloween makeup. These folks were serious zombies. They were themed, creating zombie personalities like nurses and con ed electricians. And there were even a few stripper zombies. I soon realized that most of the folks didn't know each other yet, but everyone was approaching their fellow undead brethren like family members that they hadn't met yet. Everyone was from different walks of life and everyone was different ages, but they were all zombies. And somehow this led to what I can only describe as a mass zombie love fest in the middle of Union Square. Everyone was just excited to be there and meet like-minded, horror-loving folk. Upwards of a hundred zombies made an appearance that night for what turned out to be one of the most magical evenings of my time in New York City. We lumbered around the park for an hour or two pretending to attack trees, city buses, and sometimes each other, making our way down to the theater very gradually. Some of the people slash zombies I met that evening became my good friends, many of whom I still keep in touch with now from the other side of the country. Maddie, Brian, Alicia, Darius and Vince, I hope you are all doing well and staying safe during this outbreak. Looking back at this night, I can't recall much about the specific zombies aside from the ones I took pictures of or even the movie, but what I will never forget is the friendship, the camaraderie, and the New York City community that I felt that night, even if it was over something as simple as our love of zombie movies. Keep fighting, New York City, and I hope to see you soon. Nightmare University is a Fangoria Podcast Network original produced and hosted by Rebecca McKendry, producer Natasha Pacetta, executive producers Dallas Saunier and Phil Nobile Jr., associate producer Jessica Safa-Vemere, art and design by Ashley Detmering, sound recording design and mixing by David McKendry, music by The Serpentines, for Fangoria, Brandon Moynerdi, Jason Koslerich, and Rachel Wilson.